0: welcome to the kinkist.com podcast the safest most comprehensive and educational space for kink alternative lifestyle dating connection and community anywhere on the web our goal at kinkist is to make the experience of connection one of substance and importance in this ever increasing world of superficial monotony are you tired of online communities full of ghosts bots catfish and time wasters does a community built upon the pillars of consent, education, and radical inclusion interest you? Head over to kinkus.com to sign up to help us create a community of people dedicated to consensual play, fun, education, and creativity. kinkus.com,
1: where we ask, What are you into? I am your host, The Real McCoy, longtime lifestyler, BDSM practitioner, and educator.
0: Hello everyone, I am your host Matthias Omatola, author, intimacy coach, alchemist, teacher of Tantra and cosmic sexuality, practitioner of conscious kink and transformational BDSM.
1: Hello, hello everyone. Welcome to Kinkist. Welcome to
0: another show everybody. Here we are and we are in for... Ooh, uh, it's gonna be an interesting show today folks today <laughs> it's all about oh, that moment where i was so humiliated so today's show is about humiliation and humiliation play so um yeah for for those of you who are tuning in so in kink we discuss all different topics of kink bdsm both the psychology of it the physicality of it, all aspects that we can really get our hands on or uh, minds around. And today's topic could be really sensitive. This is a you know a sensitive topic for a lot of people, and especially in our day and age, there's a lot of go- things going on in cancel culture, where you know people are feeling bad when certain things are said, and you, you'll see this a lot online too, where people are trolling. Right, so there's a lot of different things that we see as abuse or bullying that are taking place. Um, once again, in the world of kink, everything that we do is consensual. So everything that we'll be discussing here today is about humiliation and humiliation play in a consensual setting. So just keep that in mind uh, throughout the podcast here.
1: Yeah, this was a, uh, this was a viewer request, uh, for us to do the topic on humiliation. So we did a deep dive, did some research, um, both on, from the psychological aspect and also from the, the kink play aspect. So, you know, we've got some facts and figures from, uh, from both sides of the table for you.
0: Definitely. So to kick things off. Um, you know, usually we start off with an applause, but um you know (laughs) when it comes to humiliation then that's how we all gonna laugh. So that's one thing. Oh they're all gonna laugh at you. They're all gonna gonna laugh laugh at you. you. (laughs) They're all gonna laugh at you. You know, for the holiday season, if you guys don't know Christmas story. Watch it. I would yep. say it is the goat of holiday movies. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it so humiliation and humiliation play. What that is, is a, a number of different things. So from verbal humiliation and physical uh, humiliation it could be psychological. It is doing different things to elicit the sense of being humiliated. Right. So just, you know, some things might be verbal insults or mockery, belittling or degrading someone. Or physical humiliation, such as, you know, water sports, um, being used as furniture or being in certain postures or pro- poses, um, being forced to lick someone's boot or say or recite different things. Uh, it's a way to make someone feel unworthy and worthiness, degradation or forced exhibitionism or exposing themselves in some way. So humiliation play is very vulnerable. And, you know, in the adult world, there's so many different things that we, you know, we can do with that. But surprisingly enough, I mean, amongst friends, at least, you know, when I was growing up, this is something that we would do to each other and with your mama jokes or light Mm -hmm. insults. So it was a way, you know, so it's not necessarily, it doesn't have to be extreme. Some of that was light humiliation and degradation. And, you know, one of the big things is it can be a positive, right? Mm -hmm. And the idea is you can really only do this type of thing with people you trust, right? Mm -hmm. So if somebody you don't trust and you don't have a relationship with, is trying to go into humiliation play. It's not going to really work. So the beautiful thing about this and and cracking jokes or humiliating someone, it's only with people that you trust that you can play this. So you don't want to do this with somebody that you can't trust. You don't feel that the respect's there or anything else. Like I said, growing up, we used to humiliate each other, your mama jokes. Oh, yeah. You know, making all types of jokes about each other. And it was funny. And we would laugh and we'd hit each other or whatever. But it was always in good spirits
1: yeah it was like hazing growing up you know it was like toughening you up um and i remember you know being being bullied or hazed if you could take control back of that hazing and have it not affect you and have it not humiliate you you know that was very therapeutic it made you stronger um, you know, if you could, if you could take what they were dishing out without having it affect you emotionally, it made you stronger. And that was just part of the reason that you know hazing as a child was acceptable when we were kids. It's definitely not acceptable these days. You know, that kind of, uh, it can be perceived as, as bullying. Um, but that's, you know, in kink play, it's the same thing. If you can take control back of the type of humiliation that you're enduring and the type that you're going through, um, then that's can be very very therapeutic. Um, it can be very empowering for you to take that control back and choose how you, you want to be humiliated or, or what you want to be forced to endure. Um, but let me be clear, you know, kink can be therapeutic, but it is not therapy. You know, there are potential benefits, but you know, it's, it's, it's not. It's not a substitute for therapy. So, um, please don't take that because we say kink is therapeutic. That it's that it's any substitution for therapy. If you need therapy, go get it. Um, but you know, in, in terms of of humiliation, I do think that, like I said, if you can take control back of it, it's like. People that are in chronic pain, you know, have uh, more of a masochistic kink, because when they when they're forced to endure certain levels of pain that they consented to, they're controlling the the narrative of that pain. When they're in constant chronic pain, they can't control that narrative, so this gives them a little bit of control. And same thing if someone has an, a humiliation trigger or has had humiliation in the past, um, going through uh, a humiliation scene. Where they're forced to do certain things that would normally humiliate them, and it actually can be uh, a turn on to them in some ways. Uh, that can be very therapeutic to take that control back.
0: Yeah, those are all really big things, and that—that's so many people are processing or like to go into scenes where they now feel control over it. I've you know had friends in the adult film and adult entertainment industry where, you know, they got into it because something bad happened to them as a, as a child. Unfortunately, there's terrible things. But when they actually were able to decide that they were going to go into a scene and do different things, they felt more empowered. And then, mm-hmm. you know, and they went through therapy and a lot of other things. But and on the, the uh, opposite end of it is they came out and they felt more empowered about things that, you know, really had a detrimental effect on their life. But they were able to work through it by choosing to express it and Instead of not having a choice to have things done to them that, you know, constantly played out. So it's a big thing. Once again, not a substitute for therapy, but it's definitely something that could enhance your well-being in your life. So that, that takes care of some of the, you know, challenging things. But, you know, there are also some hot things about it oh yeah
1: yeah yeah definitely i mean but let's be clear it does fall under uh psychological sadomasochism but you know erotic erotic humiliation can be delivered verbally physically or a combination of both and it it can be very very hot um so just you know how how to make it hot that's that's up to you and your partner um but there's there's here's a couple tips on on how to do that you know um you need to find topics that are tender enough, they're going to, they're going to elicit that little tingling feeling of humiliation, but they're not going to be so sensitive that they're going to cause damage or trigger you into a trauma response. So, you know, talk that over with your partner and find out what, what type of humiliation is going to give you that little tingling, not that, not that trauma of, oh my gosh, I can't take this. Um, another one is, is being told to, um, Undress with all the lights on. That if that makes you shy and it makes you blush, then that might be something that you can work with in terms of humiliation. Um, but you know, making someone uh, take their clothes off and run down the street—that might be a little bit too intense for the first time that you're, you're playing. Um, let's see.
0: Yeah, no, that, that's a big one. Like, uh, positive humiliation is, is one of the things that I would call it. And mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, having someone, you know, take their clothes off in front of a mirror, especially if, you know, if they have a body negative view of themselves. Oh yeah. And you're looking, cause I'm really big into, you know, uh, transformational BDSM and how to use sure. to transform yourself into a stronger person. And if you're in this space. Then somebody who has a negative image about their body that you say, okay, no, stand or kneel in front of there. And now I want you to say all the mm-hmm. beautiful things about your body. Like that could be just, you know, completely humiliating to them just being naked. But over mm-hmm. time, that can be something that they can use to break through their shyness or to break through their, their mental ideas about themselves. But the act itself is very humiliating for them in that moment. And to be able to do that, Like one of the big things is to be able to reach that point, you have to be able to have a deep level of trust and going through these exercises and going through these different kinks or scenes or whatever you you go through with your partner, you're going to be building a deeper level of trust and uh, and vulnerability, right? So if you can't be vulnerable, you know, it's you can't be vulnerable with someone you don't trust. So it requires you to develop a deeper level of trust before... The person could actually expose the the things that humiliate them. A lot of times we're wearing Mm -hmm. masks and we don't want to show those different things that would really hurt our feelings or that would make us feel humiliated. But when you have that trust and you have that relationship, then it's like, okay, I can show my scars. I can Mm -hmm. show my wounds. I can show my traumas. And Maybe I, maybe we can change that into something kinky that I can have that, but then I can feel safe and loved and cared for afterwards. So it's, it's something that is, is definitely something that needs to be developed and not something to just do with anyone, I would say.
1: Yeah. I mean, start, start light, work with the taboo. Don't, don't start with the shameful, you know, if it's, if you can, you can work within the edge play and, and do a little bit, something that's taboo to someone that in itself can be humiliating to someone that's shy and reserved, you know, just, just dipping into the taboo, um, making someone crawl around on all fours, um, making someone, you know, maybe put a dog collar on and leash and, um, uh, maybe, uh, like you said earlier, licking boots and whatnot. Um, those, those can all be very light, uh, Degradation, humiliation, play—that um, could trigger that. Non personal at that, that Yeah, yeah it's not non really personal, personal at that point. Um, but then you know, uh, there, you you should talk to your partner and find out you know what is and what is not on the table. Um, you know, some people might say, "I like humiliation, but I don't want to be called uh, stupid or or have my intelligence uh, humiliated. I don't want to have my looks humiliated. I don't want to be called ugly um, or anything like that." But, you know, calling me a slut or a whore or um, a dirty little girl or something like that, which would would be constituted as de- uh, constituted as degradation can be humiliating um, in, in the right circumstances. Um, but also talking about what's off the table, you know, you may you may not want to be called a dirty little slut, but if you you may want to be called my dirty little slut. So be be very specific yeah. in what is and what is not on the table.
0: Definitely. That's, a, that's a huge one. And like everything in kink, it's consensual. So that's where you, during the negotiation and before you go into opening up this kink, you should really kind of talk about it and say, Hey, I'm looking to explore this. You know, this is, this is coming from a user, you know, this is coming from one of our listeners requests. So, mm-hmm. like, if this is something that you're looking to bring up and you're you're into it, you might want to take some time to write down, like, all the things for you, things that might be kind of the edge, things that you know that you are... You know definitely an edge and things that are like beyond your edge and just kind of play with that yourself and then you could take like one or two of the light ones Mm -hmm. to your partner and say hey you know what i'm looking at exploring some of these different things i think it could be fun and you know i want to play with these concepts a little bit would you feel comfortable with this and here's some examples so It's also helpful to have some examples because, you know, if you're in a loving relationship and your partner cares about you, they're not going to want to do anything to psychologically harm you. I know for me personally, personally, when I got into this space in, in the world of kink. I was very against humiliation and degradation. I was like, that is mm-hmm. not my jam. Like, no, that's yeah. not, I'm a loving person. I care about people. How am I going <laughs> to, someone's going to ask me to slap them, choke them and call them a dirty slut. Like that doesn't make any sense to me. This is like against who I am. And then when I was able to connect to the therapeutic aspect of it for them, and I found out like, oh no, this isn't me actually believing that about the person, but it's giving them an experience so they can have that and process it from somebody who actually cares about them from versus what they've Mm -hmm. experienced before where they did not, they had that experience, but they didn't feel the care behind it. And I find that's the real key around transformational BDSM is having that care, even though it's the same activity.
1: Well, the reluctant leader is always the best one. And the same thing goes with, with kink. If you're reluctant to get into humiliation from the, from the beginning because you don't understand it, um, if you're reluctant to get into sadism because you don't understand it, um, that's normal and that's, that's very good. You know, you don't, you're not, you're not delving into psychopathic tendencies with this right off the bat. You want, you want to have um, a, a sense of empathy, you want to have a sense of care, you know, without that you're doing it for the wrong reasons. But once you start to understand sadism and once you start to understand the the benefits of humiliation play and, and what it can do in terms of, like you said, transformational um, BDSM and making someone empowered by this. Um, so, but, you know, going back to the examples of, you know, talking to your partner and bringing up some things, you know, if you've got books or movies that you want to cite and um, bring up some examples, and as you're watching a movie or watching a TV show, you know, you can just say, Oh, I love how that this happened, or I loved how they were forced to do this, or I loved it when, when, um, the person made, uh, the, per- the, the person go and get something, uh, from the refrigerator naked. Did you see that? And then, uh, you know, those are things that you can do to project to your partner what you're willing to be, humiliated with and what what you're willing to see as hot and sexy versus actually trauma-based humiliation
0: yeah no it, having examples is huge and you know you can do it in shows there might be tv shows there might be anime there might be moments in comic, mm-hmm. like moments in comics or anything else you know wonder woman is a great uh, example of this you know that's uh you know she she was founded if you don't know wonder woman's my favorite hero <laughs> uh, or heroine or wh- whoever it is she's she's one of my favorite all time um and you know one of hers things was her weakness was bondage being tied up Mm -hmm. was one of the things and it was a way for the creators to actually be able to express certain aspects of themselves in the storytelling and being able to reference something like that might be easier for you as well and not expose you so much to feeling real humiliation if your partner is oh that's disgusting or whatever um for you to be able to say hey you know what did you see that scene what did that make you feel What were you feeling during that? Well, like, oh, well, you know what? I felt. I felt kind of disgusted, but kind of aroused, right? So you can have mm-hmm. a mix of feelings as well. So it's totally okay. It's not, it doesn't have to be one or the other. We're human beings. We have a lot of different feelings going on. So it's okay to have that mix of feelings. And you can start off with movies. You can start off with, you know, some, some types of fantasies. And there's also a lot of, you know, porn out there that's degrading or anything else. So you can, mm-hmm. you can look that up and see if your partner's open to it. And you could share like, Hey, I saw this scene. It's kind of weird, but it was kind of hot to me. What do you think? Is that something, you know, and then just have dialogue about it, but don't make it like something that has to be on their plate that you're really trying to push them to. Just be able to, you know, test the waters and then build up to it Uh, because they'll more likely work with you to get there. But it might be shocking at first because once again, they could actually care about you (laughs) and the reluctant Mm -hmm. leader, like you said, is the best. So they, they might be a little reluctant to it. So just just spark up conversation and dialogue about these different concepts you have.
1: Yeah. And, and take it slow. I mean, like if you're doing this for the first time or you're doing any kind of kink for the first time, we always recommend that you take it slow. Um, if you're using examples, you know, use, uh, something like a boss, uh, um, uh, humiliating his employee or something like that. Don't go straight to the, to the, um, the, uh, the drill instructor on Full Metal Jacket,
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, don't don't go don't go. You know, um, you know, slave owner right away. If you've oh. never, if you've never played with the idea of power dynamic, you know you don't want to go there because uh, it could be a lot. And you know, who knows? Maybe <laughs> the person who's you know, topping or guiding that is a little too good at it, <laughs> you know, so you could, mm-hmm. you could find yourself it and, you know, hot water really quick. And then all of a sudden you, you don't even know your own range. So like everything, it's good to be able to find your range and it's adult play. So make sure that you're playful in searching for what's comfortable for you. And like you said, don't jump in the deep end.
1: Yeah. So, so for all of some- you who are looking, yeah, go for it. <clears throat> Well, I was just going to try to talk about some ways we can um, make humiliation play safe. Um, and that's, you know, we want to make sure that we're not delving. Like we said earlier, we're not delving into something that's going to trigger traumas or trigger um, emotional scars from, from our past or anything like that. We're, we're looking to empower people. We're looking to um, help them take control of the narrative. So, you know, do it safe and uh, because there can, there can be psychological repercussions to this and it can very much affect the relationship that you're trying to build and make stronger. So this is like, like, like we said, this is psychological edge play. So tread lightly.
0: Yeah. And, and like every other scene, have a safe word. All right yes. have a safe word you still use it if you're using the traditional you know use your yellows and reds and greens like oh this is this is feeling really good this is or this is this is feeling terrible i love it <laughs> like this yeah. is, like so there's a lot of different ways you can play with it but your safe word should still be intact so that's mm-hmm. not something that goes away it should be something that's just well established in your relationship and you know, use them here too. like psychologically, some things might get unlocked. You might think it's kinky at first, but going into it, something might mm-hmm. just trigger you. And now you're going in over overboard And now is a great time for you to just step back and be like, OK, you know, I'm going to say word out. And wow, some stuff came up for me. Thanks so much for doing this. But I, I got some stuff to process. It was hot until then. I don't know what that is. And that's totally fine. So you're not less than because you don't you didn't finish a full scene or anything like that it's just something that needs to be navigated within yourself and that's fine but just know that it's there and use it when when you need it that's that's why we have them
1: yeah cuz you can't follow um body language in this case, you know, body language is going to be very different when humiliation is involved. You know, there could be certain sense, uh, certain humiliation where you're going to go into and it's going to make it real hot and steamy and everything's going to be turned on, but that could really quickly change. And this has happened to me, uh, it can re- really quickly change to full on sobbing and crying. And, you know, if that hasn't been discussed and negotiated, you know, that, that body language can really throw you off as a top. So if, if you're prone to, you know, crying, but you don't want to use your safe word in that moment, make sure that you talk to your top and let them know that, Hey, this could happen. I could cry, but it's something that I want to process and something that I want to go through. So pay attention to my safe word, not me crying.
0: No. And and that's a big one. And that's so huge. i mean, I've been dealing with, uh, a lot of that is tears, but more often than not, they, they want them. They want the mm-hmm. tears. They don't want to stop. They, they, they want that, that process. So, uh, knowing that ahead of time or letting them know, like, Hey, I'm, I'm here with you, but I'm not going to stop until you tell me to, because that's what you've asked. And like, yeah. Okay. Cool. That's something. And you can reinforce that too throughout the scene. So they can just, yeah. you know, continue to do it. So they yep. can continue don't- to have the experience.
1: And don't forget, a top can check in too. A, you know, a, a top can can call his own safe words. Uh, a, a dom can call their own safe words. They can they can check in. They can ask if everything's okay, and then continue on.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, so if you're looking at this, once again, for the first time, this is new to you or with any kink, it's take your time, go slow, take a moment, really find out what things might be light and kind of titillating and arousing, what things you know would probably be pretty hot, and then what things would be your edge, and then kind of approach your partner with some of the lighter stuff and not jump into the deep end. So that that will help you keep it safe and, and be able to start playing and exploring things. So, you know, you can have that horrible feeling just the way you like it. So (laughs) that's going to wrap things up for us uh, this episode of the Kinkist podcast. Please join us, the official uh, Kinkist official on Instagram, and you can find us on uh, Facebook and join our group. And we're looking forward to much more feedback. So if there's a topic that you would love to have, just go ahead and message us on IG and we'll look at adding it to our lineup. But until then... Stay humble, stay stay humiliated, and definitely stay kinky.
1: (laughs) Are you tired of online communities full of ghosts, bots, catfish, and time wasters? Does a community built upon the pillars of consent, education, and radical inclusion interest you? Head on over to Kinkus.com to sign up and help us create a community of people dedicated to the consensual play, fun, education, and creativity. Kinkus.com. What are you into?